Welcome back, y'all. It's time for Young Scripted in Black. This week, we'll be discussing the fighting temptations with our girl, Miss Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. But before we get into the movie, let's head on over to Quinn for a Black History Fact. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, this week, our fact um, is a fact about Black women because they deserve So, this week, the fact is about the 688th Central Postal Directory Battalion. It was an all-Black battalion of the Women's Army Corps, and it was the only all-Black, all-female battalion overseas during World War II. Um, Their nickname was 6888, and their, um, their motto was, No Male, No Morale. So, they actually went to Birmingham, England... And Ooh. while there, they were there and they literally completed a six-month job in three months um, because there was nobody there to, like, deliver the mail. So, like, they delivered the mail, but they had to go through basic training just like they were they were going to be on the ground fighting. So, um, and per usual, they came back to America and nobody gave them any recognition. But um, we're going to give them the fly- their flowers, even though most of them probably are not here to get them, but their granddaughters and grandsons can um, hear this and say, I heard this about my grandma. Um, but yeah, they were um, actually, with the help of Mary, McCl- Mary McLeod Bethune, um, working with Eleanor Roosevelt, per use, um, you know, two of the founders of the NAACP, they got together and they said, um, hey, we um, Mary McLeod said, I want a job for black women. Eleanor made it happen. And that is how the 688th um, Central Postal Directory Battalion came to be about. That is our fact for today. And now we're going to head on over to Dana for our criteria. Thanks, Quinn. So how do we classify a Black film? A Black film, in our opinion, must meet at least two out of the three of the criteria. The criteria is as follows. A Black lead or cast, a Black director, and or a Black screenwriter and or an adopted Black screenplay. This film, Fighting Temptations, meets two out of the three of our criteria. That's right, Dana. So this week with The Fighting Temptations, it was directed by Jonathan Lynn, who does not meet our criteria. Um, (laughs) But it was written by Elizabeth Hunter and Saladin K. Patterson. I hope I pronounced your name right. Um, It was starring, though, Beyonce Knowles and Cuba Gooding Jr., which makes our, you know, our uh, criteria. Um, Also on this, we had music by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and Beyonce, of course, and James Wright. Actually had a budget of $30 and it did $32 at the box office. Um, which, you know, still a profit. Um, so let's go on over to Tiana to get into the meat of the movie this week. All right. This film follows Darren Hill, played by Cuba Gooding Jr., as he returns to his small hometown in Georgia when his Aunt Sally passes, and she's played by Ann Nesby. Darren and his mother, Marianne Hill, played by Faith Evans, were pushed out of the town and church home when people discovered she was singing at a juke joint to make ends meet for her family. Darren returns to town for the funeral of Aunt Sally 
after he's been fired from his job in New York City. After the funeral, he discovers that Aunt Sally has left him the church choir to run, and if they make it to the gospel explosion competition, he'll receive her stock options left behind as well. He persuades Lily, played by Beyonce Knowles, to rejoin the church and sing in the choir. He also recruits a few felons and neighborhood talents to join in hopes of winning the $150,000 cash prize. This film is full of Black legends, some in the choir and other with random appearances. We have an appearance by the singer by Lau. We have an appearance by Mike Epps. He plays Lucius, who I guess you call him, you know, the town pimp, or he, you know, he hopes that he um, is, I guess, the pimp of the town. And then you have Paulina Pritchett, played by the great Latanya Richardson, who this was a very problematic role, but she played it perfectly. Um, essentially, she's the person at the church that is probably the reason why half of the youth and um, elders have left. Um, and then you have the great Melba Moore in the film, who plays Bessie Cooley, Wendell Pierce, who plays the Reverend, which is also Paulina's brother. You have Steve Harvey, who plays the um, radio personality, the town radio personality. You have the great Angie Stone. You have Blanche Devereaux, um, who, side note, until this time watching it, I didn't re- uh, recognize how Me much she was giving it to us in the choir. Like, she, sis was on beat. It was great. So she played, of course, Blanche Devereaux is not her real name. Her real name is Ruth. McClanahan, uh, and she plays Nancy Stringer, but of course, everybody knows her. What'd you say? Oh, sorry. R.I.P. Oh, yes, R.I.P. Um, and then you also have the great, great Shirley Caesar, Lil' Chloe Bailey, who plays young Lily, Montel Jordan, and you have Mr. Gaines from A Different World. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P., yes. And his real name is Lou Myers, and he plays a uh, the organ player uh, in the church choir. And then the rapper, the white Latino rapper um, that comes into the choir, apparently he's a, I didn't realize he was like a real, mm-hmm. real talent. So, um, shout T-bone, out to T-bone, right? Yes. Okay. yes. You know, okay. But yeah, he's a Christian rapper, T-bone. He plays BZ Biggs. We have the great OJs um, and Faison Love, who's the prison warden. And we also have a small um, little role at the end played by Yolanda Adams. And those are all of the guest roles I can think of in random appearances. I'm sure if people think of any more, they'll mention it um, during our talk. So let's get into it. Was this everyone's first time watching it? Have we seen it a thousand times? Uh, let's start with Quinn. Um, this was far from my first time. Um, I would put this on if we talk about like family favorites this is a family favorite um me my mother my brothers my grandma we would just watch this movie all the time together seen it multiple times had it on dvd lost the dvd because who still uses dvd players but um no i'm that's 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 that's, that's no shade no tea because I, if i had one i would would watch but my computer doesn't have a disk drive so um that's that but not my first time Okay, uh, Dana. Um, not my first time. Love this movie, so yeah. Um, Maya. No, not my first time. I've oh, seen man. it. 
I saw it a lot growing up. This was actually my mom's like one of her favorite soundtracks. So yes. if I got to really relive the movie through the soundtrack quite often. Okay. Um, this also was not my first time. Um, see this movie a thousand times. So before we get, I just forgot one other black legend that was in this film. Um, so I just want to shout him out as well. The rapper Lil Zane. Uh, we haven't heard from him in a while, but he had a moment. So I just want to give him his flowers as well. And of course, if anybody else comes into our minds, we'll give them their flowers um, as they come. All right. So let's get into the pros for this film. Uh, We'll start with Maya. Okay, great. So off rip, one of my favorite, I was like, oh my God, look at little Chloe. I was so excited to see her. And also just the gospel opening. Um, it just was was everything. Um, another person that I'm gonna give flowers for is Wendell Pierce. He mm-hmm. is he, you know, he does he does this acting thing and he's been doing it for a long time. And um, yeah. Um, so also another pro for my, I put a top five soundtrack. Argue with your pappy. Um, mm. So great, so great. I put imagine having Mike Epps as your uncle. Just like he's just a fun time. He's just the jokes, and I enjoy. Like I would like to have him as my welcome party when I come into a town. Go ahead, Tiana. Yeah, I put down something about my gifts too. What I realized is he may be my favorite like comedian to watch in a movie. Mm. Um, just over the years, if not number one, might definitely top two uh, for sure. You know, I have my favorite stand up, but comedians. But he is definitely something in a movie. He is hilarious. He's really top tier comedy. Like, go ahead, Quinn. And that made me think because my grandma was watching. Um, Friday after next earlier, and it just made me cackle because that man is funny if he's nothing else. Okay, funny is he really is. Um, okay, so some of my other pros, I put Steve has always had a radio voice, and it's so funny that he started like in this movie as a radio, and then he actually did end up having you know his own radio show and his talk show, of course. Also, um, and I, we were talking about Mike Epps. I had a pro for his monologue on an ode to South Bodies. I really went up for that scene, the whole booties and, you know, especially back in like 2000 and whenever this was, um, I've always been a thicker gal, you know, and um, I, I, I appreciate that love. And go ahead, Dana. That was one of my pros, too. The booty breakdown is what I called it. And I just, I don't know. I just never seen booty the way he did. And for some reason, I never remembered this scene. So when I watched it, I was just like, I was reflecting, like, of all the booties I know from the different states. I'm like, wow. (laughs) That's Um, pretty accurate. Quite an astute breakdown, I would say. Mm -hmm. I would say. Um. So another pro I had was, um, so quick little backstory, um, Beyonce's son, played by Daryl Vanterpool, um, he actually went to Tiana and I's elementary school, Lorraine Elementary School. He and his sister were child actors. Um, 
So just a quick little shout out to him. Don't know where they are now, but yeah. um, I remember my uh, my mom running into her mom at the store or their mom at the store and just having a conversation about um, just the film and stuff. So shout out to him. Um, also, just the OJs is in your movie, Legendary. Wow. Um, also, I liked the... Um, the hypocrisy conversations within the church, like how that was kind of presented in this movie. And we'll get into that with our questions a little bit more. Also, another pro was just, this is a pro for Cuba that he got to kiss Beyonce. Like, go you. Because, I mean, I mean, it's not really many people that get to really even be in her presence, let alone put their mouth on her. So, go you. Um... And that's that's pretty much the pros for me. A lot of my, honestly, because I love this soundtrack is so near and dear to my heart. A lot of my pros are around the soundtrack. I'm not going to lie. But um, that's my pros. All right. Um, oh, I wanted to shout out. We'll go to Dana next. But I really wanted to shout out. Um, in my notes, I put, wow, Dana's mind. Because you selected this film. And who knew? that we would be, you know, having a Beyonce week. So I just wanted to shout out, ooh, your mind. Um, so on Thank to you, Dana. Thank no you, sis. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so my pros for this movie. So we already talked about the, the musically star-studded cast, which, I mean, it was just beautiful. I love seeing Shirley Caesar actually sing and perform. I love seeing the OJ sing and perform. So it, it's just, I forgot all of those people. And then, like, Montel Jordan. I mean, you only know from this is <laughs> this is how we do it, but hey, okay. Um, the other thing I liked, I don't know if y'all remember, in the opening credits before, of course, the movie started, it's an MTV film. So on top of it being an MTV film, when Darren got back to his apartment, he was watching MTV Cribs. I was like, oh, cute. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a pro how they played that. Also, <laughs> speaking of um, Dan, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s during the funeral was beautiful like the 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 tears when the song hit his soul he kind of like looked away had the little streaks that like it was just great funeral acting like true very good um so of course we're probably gonna get a little bit more into the songs for this but I, of course i put fever is it like i every time i hear fever i love it, it. <laughs> love it um I did put a side note in this one because this was Beyonce during her younger years. She looks a lot like Blue or Blue looks a lot like her in this movie. But that's, of course, a side note there. Um, I like the that they show that how a good choir will increase the attendance at a church, which is very true. There's a lot of things you can overcome in a choir. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm glad they depicted that, too with the church sign and the attendance increase. Um, and then finally, of course, like I said, from a music wise, this movie was phenomenal, but, but he still loved still a bop. It's still a bop. It will still move me. So, um, yeah, those were my pros. All right. Um, and we'll go to Quinn next. Okay. So for me, um, the first thing I wrote was micro Shirley Caesar. Okay, like shout out to them showing the times, okay? Everybody in their grandma water micros. Um, I'm pretty sure y'all had a few, um, a few. You know, your edges might still be suffering a little bit because you know, <laughs> y'all water 
yes. micros. This movie gave you micros and tree braids because her and Beyonce, that's what they had. Okay? I said shout out to that. Shout out to my girl Face. I love Face Evans. Um, like, it's just something about that, that deep, sultry voice that she gives me. The acting might not have been A1, but that's not her. That's not where she belongs. She belongs at, at a microphone recording a song because she, she knows that. Um, I also said shout out to Ann Nesby. Um, you know, shout out to the Sounds of Blackness because they gave us music that transcends lifetimes. Okay, her and her daughter, and now they pass it on to her granddaughter who was in um who was playing Dorothy in the in the Wiz. Um, shout out to them. Um, I also wrote Blanche equals my bitch. Um, because <laughs> Rue McClanahan, um, like y'all know, I love the Golden Girls. If there aren't too many white people that I'm gonna stand, but them four women right there, <laughs> I sit, I sit with them. Okay, um, I sit with those four women. R.I.P. to all of them except for Rose. But um, I said that. Um, th- this was actually a, a tackle movie. Like this is a movie that stood the test of time. Well, you know, like back, it's a few movies I would cackle back then, but don't cackle as hard. But now, like, I watched this movie just now and cackled at, at, at stuff because it was just hilarious. Also, it was funny to me. This is just a shout out because, you know, being from the Southeast and being from over here in little East Alabama, shout out to Columbus, Georgia with that big competition. Shout out to Columbus, Georgia. Um, this shouldn't be a pro for me, but it is. Paulina and her little one liners. <laughs> that woman there, because when Beyonce said Dean is a gift from God, so was snow and rain, but we still have to wear our robes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that took me down. <laughs> and I've been waiting years for something to die. Girl, what? <laughs> God rest her soul. Oh, how sad. The um, the It seems the deadline to answer the competition has passed. <laughs> girl and this also and you know being on social media now it made me think not the bang the bang the bang because <laughs> still had that bang okay <laughs> I also gave a shout out to Angie Stone okay yes. brother and a shout out to Montel Jordan um, Montel yeah. might not be we as the younger generation, but I know Montel, but I know my mom used to stand that man. They, they used to love that man there. Because um, we're talking about somebody singing. That man was singing. But those are my pros that haven't been mentioned already. All right. Um, I guess it's my turn. My first pro, just shout out to Robbie Reed. I don't know if she gets the flowers she deserves, but I mean, Malcolm X, Do the Right Thing, Crooklyn. I don't, it's just so many best man soul food. I, even if she didn't cast Maya, but I was just gonna say I think she just recently um got like an uh, an Oscar or something or some kind of award like within the last few years for her casting. But Sis has been doing it for decades. Like yes, whether it's the casting, producing. I mean, in living girlfriends, my favorite. Yeah. So I my first thing was just shout out to Robbie Reed. Um. I also put, they didn't have to go that hard in the first five minutes of this movie. Like that, I guess it'd be the second scene, because it was a scene after the two kids were um, outside the church. But that choir, oh my God. Shirley ain't have to come that hard. Quinn. Yeah. Shout out to that choir. Um, um, It just made me think, 
the director of that part was Ricky Dillard. And you know, one thing Ricky Dillard mm. do, one thing he can yes. do is get a song together. And I'm pretty sure that um he had something to do with like that those beginning scenes because you know Ricky he don't have step when it comes to a choir. And Never. I was like, sing choir. Yes, dance moves. Yes, diverse choir. But that's go ahead, T. Ooh, I just got excited again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I put like shout out to organ players, you know. Um I mean, our homeboy, you know, he was old. I'ma blame, you know, the age on the black man. But shout out to organ players because him and the white man that came in. Killed it. I don't know. I just always, always love the organ player. Um, I put, you know, watching this film made me think about like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s run that he had in movies in the early, uh, like in the 90s and the early 2000s. Like he had Jerry Maguire, Men of Honor, Snow Dogs, Radio, Norbit, A Few Good Men. Like, I mean, just he really came through. I remember seeing Jerry Maguire. I had nobody's watching that movie when I did, but I did. And I thought, I was like, oh, good. Yeah. You just let me like when you said radio. If we're gonna talk about Cuba, we're gonna say an that actor. that man is an actor. He's an actor. Yes, because okay? yes. radio is a top tier film. It will get me every time I see it. And he even said, "Let me do something for the kids and give you snow dogs." I loved as well. <laughs> is I that on the streamers? I'll have to look that up one day. Is that what? Is that on the Disney streamer? It should. It should be. I think so. I think it is. I think I did see it. But I think it was one of those that wasn't there yet. You know, they put stuff that was there that won't oh. be there until like 2021. Ugh. Well, great. Um, Again, <laughs> Shirley, when she came back for the funeral, killed it again. I was like, okay, girl, just take it off. Um, I put also that I feel like this is definitely B's most natural performance. Her getting to play just a Southern girl, um, church girl at that. I was just like, okay, this is, you know, her and her element. Another thing, another scene I love, they didn't have to go that hard when they did the, um, when they finally had the felons come into the church and, you know, all the other people. When they did that lay down my burdens and that transition into down to the river, Bruh. Oh my God. And when uh the little what's his name? T Bone. You're got yes. T Bone my when he did that rap, I remembered that rap. I was rapping. I was like, yes. this is so much fun. I just had fun on that whole spit team. Like that was a tune. I and like when they played that or when that scene played again, my mind went to the the soundtrack and I remember being like, Ma, put that put that song on. Like that was one of my favorites on the track. Yes. Oh, did I oh Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, and then my final thing is just when they when people have like these um, shows or I'm sorry these films and you're either and you're in some form of competition whether it be sporting or like musical, you know every other per like every other group that you're going against they're some most of the time they're not as good as you or they're just like significantly better. You like how do these people win? They went against some real competition at that gospel explosion. I mean, the, the blind boys Alabama could have easily won. You know what I'm right. saying? It was it just is what it is. Um, but those were all of my pros. So we can get into our cons and start with Dana. Ooh, child. Okay. Okay. So starting off, of course, and this is something we're gonna talk about later too, is this church hurt. Like, right from the beginning, it's something the movie addresses. Hey, church hurt is real. I like how this movie 
initially just like really started off the movie with church hurt like they let us be known church hurt is real and it's very it happens in cycles it seems and they addressed it that in this movie another con for me was the credit card declining and it declined <laughs> multiple times triggered triggered <laughs> That's exactly what I put. Yeah. I put that. I was like, ooh, triggered. Except it hasn't been credit cards. It's been a debit card. So there's nothing to pull from, okay? <laughs> bruh, somebody embarrassed the fuck out of me at a Waffle House one time, bruh. Like, Waffle they were House. loud as oh. fuck with it, too. Like, why they be extra loud? Like, bruh, relax. When you call it, I mean, I'm, look, look, relax. <laughs> All right. So the next thing I had a con with was um, the cream suit Darren was wearing at the funeral when everybody else was obviously wearing black, along with Mike and oh. his colorful suit. But I'm just like, <laughs> it's a funeral. You knew, you knew it was a funeral. Lots of sexist comments was happening from Darren as well. Like some of the things that he would say to Beyonce, like he's like I told you, when I'm around pretty women, I do better. Like what? Stop. Um, did not like that. Um, traditional Black Baptist Dana's about to come out, but Beyonce wearing spaghetti straps in the choir stand. Sis, you know better. You could have been gone from the church for months, but you knew better. Okay. Um, also the initial return or initial choir rehearsal. And little his girlfriend were in the choir, and they did that gum scene. Oh, yeah! When they swapped gum, um, yeah. Oh, um, and then finally, because um, I mean, we already know Pauline's bad, so we don't. I'm not even gonna go into her as a con because she's part of the movie. Oh no, no, no! Hold on, proposal. The proposal that. Darren did to Beyonce at the competition. Mm. That was unbelievable. I was like, what? So, I didn't know what that was. I was, that, that was like, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And I just want to <laughs> let it be known. And then finally, I would be amiss if I did not talk about Beyonce's acting. Um, and watching this film, I really figured it out why it doesn't work for good sis. And it's all in her inflection of her voice. She does not commit to whatever emotion or whatever word she's saying. Like, it's like almost there. And it's just bad. So, um, it's like she wants to have an attitude, but she doesn't know how to have an attitude. So she just puts more bass in her voice. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was all my comments. All righty, let's transition to Maya. Okay. Um, so um, while I think a lot of my cons a lot of times are not really at the movie itself, but concepts. So I'm going to go ahead and follow that trend um, with Paulina. You know, just always being, there's always a hater bitch. And, you know, I will... <laughs> Say that <laughs> that's straight up, you know what I'm saying? She, uh, you know, I mean, on top of her being that, um, that presence in the church, but like there is that person, but I feel like she had an extra, extra pinches of hater in her as well. Um, 
another just this is a concept thing, but when um when Cuba Gooding Jr. was fired from his job, it reminded me I watched a Jeffrey Epstein um like documentary on Netflix not too long ago, but it just reminded me of how Jeffrey Epstein actually forged his way into um becoming the person he is at his first like newspaper job he lied about where he went to school and what he did and you know what those white men did when he was caught they allowed him to proceed um queen go ahead no and that makes me think because i thought about the same thing because i don't know how many of us have watched um or know about the show um suits on suits the whole thing is about how a young man lied about going to Harvard Law. That man didn't go to nobody's school, period. And <laughs> he literally, like, I think at this point, because I, I got to catch up, I, I think he may, be even, may even be a partner at the firm now. But you full-on lied about going to Harvard University. Exactly. Like, I was so blown. Because I was like, we, we all know why. <laughs> because he was black, obviously. And, um... Yeah, so I had that as a con. Um, also, another con is just me trying to figure out how this, how is this man so broke? I was like, he's he's this uh, at least you know somewhat influential person at this marketing it like ad agency, seemingly doing well. Like, what is the problem? And then um, I think I figured out. I was like, oh, okay, he's living be above his means so there's always a, another level of even if you're doing well you know there's always above you and you know if you try to live there then that's very possible um i know we talked about this like last week or a couple weeks ago just black black people's funeral antics is just it, it is just a lot um it's really a lot tiana go ahead that is definitely one of my cons. Y'all know how I feel about people showing out over someone's casket. Um, and then it's always the people, 90% of the time, it's the person who didn't like the person that's now dead or barely knew them. And for it to be Paulina. Duck ass. And she just, I said, girl, just showing out the what? It has to be her. And it's just like fall on her damn face. Annoyed, but yeah. Right. Um, so another con of mine was the nice guy, quote unquote, entitlement. So when Cuba purchased Beyonce's, um, groceries at that, that shop or whatever, and he was like, yeah, see, I'm a nice guy. You need to do this, this, this. And there are definitely men like that. A lot of men, actually, um, that are just, you know, tit for tat, expecting something in return. And I think he definitely showed that there. Um, another con was I was confused on why that man's private information uh, was given to Paulina. No matter if she did say she was family or whatever, should have been a, that's okay. I will call you, we'll call him back when he is available. But I understand that's part of the plot. But just wanted to point that out that, um, Let's stop giving out people's uh, personal info to people that are not them. So, um, also, I think when he got back to New York, he was ordering some food, and uh, <laughs> he said 
he ordered something um, collards with goat cheese. And I just had to note that as being a con, <laughs> like, um, excuse me, <laughs> what? Um, and then just one last uh, con as a concept is I, me just, it's more of a comment, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, we're in comments, huh? Um, so me pointing out that his struggle with self-acceptance being with like kind of rooted in the hypocrisy from the church is really what I kind of a note I had. Um, and that's my cons. All righty. And let's move over to Quinn. Okay. So um, my first thing was good sis face when she left that church and um, was singing on the road when, um, that, that, when she was singing Heaven Knows. And he was at that poker table. Sis, I know you out here performing and doing your job, but why is that child out here with these grown men at this poker table like that? <laughs> you know people get killed over much less. You got this child out here playing poker with these men. Um, <laughs> Two, um, I also, like, Paulina as a person was a no for me. Um, but it was a part of the movie, but there are people in this world like this, and I know a few of them. Um, Paulina, sick of her. Okay, um, this is a very like petty, and I paid attention a lot because I've seen this movie so many times. But when they were singing to the river, and Eddie LeBert, the way he was looking when he was tapping on that piano, oh my god! Song. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just really feeling it, like feeling it. No, it looked like a little possession. The way his the way his eyes <laughs> was looking at his head was shaking. I was confused. <laughs> Um, another con is that shop or whatever Beyonce was in. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm confused. Now, sis, you're not going to tell me you went in there and you and you felt it not robbery <laughs> to buy some cabbage and touch and, and look at that cabbage in that place. I was like, sis, you finna buy this cabbage? Where did you... <laughs> Where, are, are you in an automotive shop? I'm confused. Where are you? Are you buying cabbage? <laughs> Small I mean, town, but coming from a small town, <laughs> I would. We know it's it's big time grocery stores. We ain't finna buy no cabbage for. <laughs> so um, second, um, we already discussed Beyonce and her acting, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I also wanted to discuss um, the acting of the other musical talent, which was most of the cast, but um. <laughs> Angie Stone, it's a no. Um, Melba Moore, even though you played the hell out that old lady because you weren't that old when you were playing that role. She ain't no lady. <laughs> <laughs> what, Maya, go ahead. Um, I wanted that um, the first few minutes with Faith Evans, <laughs> that acting was a no for me. Maya, that's what I said. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> it was bad. The like, the timing, the it just wasn't it. <laughs> Her little storm off when they decided to leave the church. I when I watched, I was like, oh my god, this is worse than I remember. Like I didn't remember it being a standout thing for me. I was like, oh right, uh-huh. yeah. It, it was the musical talent there was just the um, it was okay. Um, and Lizanne, like you really were, you were pointless here. But um, with to the river would have been to the river without you, but I, I, I give you that. Um, I also it was just I just felt it was too much for me because I 
I I needed more backstory on how that church went from one hundred to zero so quickly. <laughs> right. I, I wanted to know what happened. Like, what happened over these twenty years? I mean, because it went from top tier to mm-mm. and um, also, I just felt like Mike Epps' character. Y'all did a little. Y'all did a lot with him. Okay, y'all did a lot with Mike Epps. I mean, I understand, but y'all have to had that man out here being thirsty like that without all the women. I I felt I felt felt (laughs) the way, and I also felt away and triggered every time Cuba Gooden was in like a boardroom or or somewhere and I just got I got sick of him being the only black person there um and I felt like it was also a con for me that I that I think they gave it like you can tell they only gave that man that promotion because them other white folks was like bring this nigga he he deserves it um he knows things we don't know exactly He, he um, bring this nigga up because he 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 allows us to talk about niggas. That that's really what it was. It was like huh, <laughs> this nigga allows us to talk about niggas, so let's bring this nigga on up with us. I need you to stop. <laughs> you, you you didn't feel that, but he was like, I did. You, go ahead, you can say it. Black no, I I felt more. It was like, oh, I feel like they wouldn't have cared about that part. I think it was the main thing is, oh, he knows something we don't know, right about how yeah. to talk to black folks. Mm-hmm. What I thought, and you know. That was really, for the most part, it. and also, y'all didn't have to portray that prison as 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 happy as it was because um, I don't know <laughs> not now now prison when lunch go that way and they have any type of performances so y'all better stop y'all lives. okay <laughs> be factual <laughs> have people think right. of prison is the place to be <laughs> that's what I was trying to figure out what South Georgia prison is having performances. Mm-mm. Not buying it. And are there, any, are there any penitentiaries that allow you to leave to join the church choir for a gospel explosion? Let uh, me know. Unless that is your um your work study or, or, or your, or your work, work duty. I don't know, but I'm confused. But that's it for me, sis. That's it. All right. Um, y'all pretty much touched on most of mine. I also put, you know, um the concept of a sister Sally or aunt Sally, there's always one to, you know, like 10 Paulinas in a church. Um, And you know how I feel about the random, it started with like one white person in the choir, one in the congregation. And as the congregation grew, you know, we got to about 10 white people in the um, congregation to about three in the church. I hate that concept in movies, but I guess, um, what else did I say? The whole concept of secular music, I, I always hated that. Because, um, you know, some of these people still think Kirk Franklin is secular. You know, he's got to, got too much bounce in his music. Um, I also put, ooh, it's time to ban the, the nosiness of church people. We got to stop that. They're just so nosy and messy a lot of times. And... I feel like the city needed a better radio personality. Uh, Steve Harvey never knew what was going on. Barely knew anything. Um, barely knew the weather. Uh, <laughs> so that was pretty much all I had. And also just the amount of lying Cuba did. I, I think we're going to touch on that in the questions. But it just got over. I was overwhelmed for him. All them lies he had to keep up. But Oof. 
Okay. Uh, but that concludes that portion. So I think we're going to get into our questions now. And Dana, I know you had some if you want to start. Yeah, so I'll start off with a lighter one. Um, does your family have a will or have you been in a will for anybody in your family? Quinn, I'll start with you. Which uh don't got none, and I know we don't, unless it's a, um, a handwritten joint um, on a <laughs> napkin, because, you know, having been to law school, I know that those handwritten joints on the napkin can go for it as long as it got certain stuff. But um, I don't, they don't have one, but those are things that we've contemplated now, having gone and gotten a little education um, there. Those are things that we've, we're discussing, but we don't have one. And, uh, well, no one, I, no one in my family has one, and I'm not in one. Okay. What about you, Maya? Um, I know that my mom has one. Um, I don't know what it says. Um, she told me the location of it, I think. Okay. Um, we have like this, I think like a fireproof safe thing. So I believe it's in there. Um, and I've actually been looking into some we have some benefits at work to where you can actually go and create one for yourself. Um, that like a little simple one that, um, you know, if you just have like, if you don't have too many assets like myself, um, <laughs> you can just go in and do like a little quick one. So I've been thinking about going to do that, but okay. yeah, that's it for me. What about you T? Um, yeah. Like I know my parents have one, um, Often, like when it changes or you know when crazy things are going on like now like my mom recently you know she just sent me I woke up to a thousand texts on things that were you know in her will you know like different insurance policies just just to let you know you know in her voice she's like just to let you know just in case because anything could happen anything could happen so like yeah I'm pretty aware of what's in hers but I haven't been um I haven't like benefited from a will yet um so yeah Yep, and so I'll point the question back to me. Um, so my family does have a will, a will. My parents definitely have one. I just don't know all the logistics of it. But as my my dad is starting to figure out what he's going to do with his life, his company, the house, money, stuff like that, he's just like, hey, I do have this. So it's a matter of who's getting it, getting everything divided between the four of us. My grandmother on my mother's side also had a will. Um, so when she passed, um, I actually got to experience like a will and it's not like a movie where they, the whole family comes together and you read it off. It's literally like my mom, she was just asking, she was like, do you want your money now? Or do you want me to give you a check? Do you want me to sell it to you? Like, how do you want your money? Cause my mom was the power of attorney. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I have, I have a random will for myself. It's probably something we should do especially during these times um with the pandemic and i don't want my parents wasting money at a funeral when they could just cremate your girl um but yeah what you got my um i was just gonna add a piece to my when i was younger i do remember um so my great aunt died when i was like younger and so she did have a will and that actually caused some of the I don't know you know the full story but I know that that has definitely caused some risk between my mom and her siblings because she did have a will and you she left some money to some people 
and didn't to others. And there were, were people that felt a way about that. Mm. Um, so I just, I just remembered that when we were talking though, but yeah, that I was super young though, when I, um, when that happened, like probably three or four, but I did just remember that. Okay. All right. So my second question, um, has to do with church hurt. So have you or someone, you know, experienced any church hurt? I'll start with Quinn. Um, yes. Um, my family from our home church, the church that I went to until I was age of 12 and like my mom went to her whole life. I mean, up until she was in like in her early 30s when we left. Um, you know, with the Paulinas and everybody making their comments and stuff. Um, you know, we were very active. My grandma was like the, she was the president of the usher board, the president of the missionary, the, um, the church secretary. Um, at the age of 12, I was like the superintendent of Sunday school, like meaning I was like the third in charge of the entire church um, only because these people didn't want to do nothing. We were very active, but it got really nasty. Um, things were said and we went to a new church. Um, and, you know, to this day, I don't really step foot into that church. Um, my grandma has gone back um, and she's like, you want to come down here? No. Will you come pick me up from church? I come pick you up, but I'm not coming in. Um, like to this day, I just ha- I don't go down there, and I don't see a reason to. Um, but yeah, I've experienced that. I, I mean, but the church we went to, I don't have any issues with. It's just I think that put a nasty damper on my life, which made me probably not care for any church that is considered like a black church because the church we went to later, people might hear would call it a white church. So. Um, like when the black church, I have not been a member of one since I was the age of 12. All right, Mike. Um, so I vaguely remember I went to a church um, up till I was like maybe eight or nine um, where my mom, we were we were pretty active. I know my mom was a treasurer of the church. Um, and I remember there being some type of drama, I believe around, you know, comments made about my mother um her being she was a single mom you know so um I believe there were comments made around that but I don't it was really vague in my mind right now on the actual um what was said but um outside of that uh, I ended up going to another church after that which kind of started out as a mid-sized church but is now considered like a mega church um I wouldn't say I had any particular church hurt from that church in particular, but just the uh, overarching, just, I wouldn't say, I'm saying not from that church in particular because I've seen it in multiple churches. Just general hypocrisy for me um, was what kind of, I believe, began my stray from the church. And just as I kind of, just started questioning things that just were told to me and um, not really explained. It was just kind of told. And it was like, that's just how it is. <laughs> I began to like kind of question that, but I don't know if I would consider that hurt or just like me just having a journey with religion and where I lay with spirituality and religion and where those intersect and what works for me, kind of. So I don't know if I would classify it as church hurt, but 
general just I don't know but that's me <laughs> see um me personally no I haven't but I do recall like I think in my childhood up until I went to college there were two churches that I went to um like in my youth I went to one so I was probably about 11 then I went to another one um the same church Maya went to that ended up becoming I guess what they would call the mega church um and I just called my mom, my family, like the first church I went to, it was really small. It was the AME church. And so my family and another family in the city that I grew up in, we were kind of like, we were the one kind of like ran the church, made sure everything moved um, smoothly and everything like that. And that was fine. And I recall the other church I, we went to, our, my mom, again, our family was very active. And so my mom, at one point, she was over like, drama ministry and she was doing like a lot of stuff there i remember at one point um we were going through like financial issues like my family and she had to step back so she told you know quote unquote the powers that be that you know she couldn't you know be in charge of these things anymore because she had to start going back to work and i recall them saying it was, it was like uh no um well do you think uh, they were they basically told her that she was making the wrong decision because quote unquote God was gonna take care of her finances and that her not going her giving up her position uh being over the drama ministry wasn't gonna help her. Essentially those were the words and little note that was essentially what they said. And so that really after that I, I didn't know what happened for a while. Um and then I eventually found out and but we stopped going to that church. And I would go every so often because by that point I was like driving and stuff. So like I would go, but I, I never forgot. And I'm sure my mom, my mama don't forget anything. You know, she is, um, a Scorpio. So, you know, that says all you know, that explains a lot about her. So she definitely still hasn't forgot that to this day. I think she's moved past it, but, um, that's one thing that really stopped me that I remember uh, that happened when I was a child. Yeah. yeah I, I would say for me, it I didn't really experience any church hurt. I know like my siblings have and friends have, but I personally have so I can't really say too much about it. All right, see, I know you had some questions. All right. So I have a couple of questions as well. I'll start with the first one. Have you guys ever found yourself um, lying to fit in, whether it have, was in your childhood or adulthood? And we'll start with Quinn. Um, I don't think I've lied to like fit in because, you know, my Leo spirit hops out and I'm just naturally extra. So people like me. Um, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever lied to fit in because I also don't care to make new friends um if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't fuck these folks but yeah i don't think i've ever lied okay (laughs) maya (laughs) um i will say in childhood yes as i wasn't really comfortable in who i was haven't really found myself whatever whatever these days no um i am who i am um i say who I am, kind of, if, if it's not like really an upfront, this is who I am, you'll, it'll, you know, organically come up and I will speak on how I feel in that, in that um, moment. Uh, I don't find myself lying, uh, especially 
Um, I would say the closest I come to lying would be code switching in the office. And I don't even really consider that a lie. It's I feel that's more of a survival tactic um, and to protect my peace. Um, but other than that, no, pretty much, you know, uh, especially like outside of work, if I'm meeting up with some folks, whatever, I am who I am straight up. That's me. Dana? Um, so nothing comes to mind right off the top of my head from an example standpoint, I but I know I did lie as a child. <laughs> especially moving around so much like who's gonna check me um (laughs) so I was literally making up stories about my old places where I lived or who I was friends with and all this other good stuff um you know I I can't think of what those lies were because I'm not good at memory or remembering my lies which is probably one of the reasons why I stopped doing those. Um, but I know for a fact, knowing that I could be a different person in every single place I went, that I did have some kind of fib in there somewhere. <laughs> That's kind of fun, though, to just become somebody new. But I can see how that can become a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, I definitely remember in my childhood lying. And then I'm like, my, I probably stopped a couple of years ago, but I know as a child, I lied or I just like omitted truths or just like, yeah, didn't mention things or like that. But now I think I'm at a point where I just, it is what it is. Like, this is me. You either like me or you don't. Um, I don't even code switch as much as I used to anymore. Um, So, yeah. Uh, my next question, favorite song Beautiful. from the Fighting Temptation soundtrack. So the actual soundtrack of the film. Dana? Um, so that's a hard one. I would have to say it would be um, the OJs singing um, the Mama Loves Me song. Loves Me Like a Rock. Loves Me Like a Rock. There we go. I love that song. They... I love seeing it performed in the barbershop as well. So, Quinn? Yeah. Um, mine is going to be... Um, uh, whew. Whew. This, this is giving me... Giving me. I'm going to give it Rain Down. Mm. Okay. So, fun fact about Rain Down, which is a truth here. <laughs> in high school, for auditions for show choir we did choreography to rain down which i thought was hilarious when that was the song that the choreographers selected but <laughs> we did choreography to rain down <laughs> queen <laughs> maya um so for me it comes down to either uh he still loves me cuz i just i love that song it really touches my spirit every time either that one or i also really love summertime like i used to love that song i remember as a kid like i actually really loved that song um and i actually still know it i haven't listened to that song in forever but i feel like i could still probably sing the whole song i loved it that much um that has more like a nostalgia feeling for me but i do still actually enjoy that song okay well 
I have decided to, of course, me being me, it's hard for me to um, choose, but I'm going to go ahead and do this. Uh, my favorite song, I truly believe, is Summertime. Like, my, I, as you were saying, you could, like, sing it verbatim. I was doing that as you were talking about it. Like, I just, I know that song. That was always, we had this soundtrack. I was excited about this, so I would ask for my mom to skip to it. Love Summertime. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Out of all the guys that approached me, walk up to me like they know me. Okay, you were the one that satisfied, waited a while, and took your time. All right, Tiana. Next, Quinn. You told your mom to skip to the last song of the album. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. The the very last song. But we. The thing is, we played that album or that soundtrack out so much that I mean it was gonna we were gonna be able to hear the other ones eventually. I also love the song by loud but um summertime will stand out. Okay. And because this has really been a Beyonce weekend at the at the least, um I wanted to ask what's the best movie that you think Beyonce has been in? Or you know, the best movie she's been in or your favorite. So you tell me which uh, Maya. Um, are we including musicals? Let me say, (laughs) this is not the best thing she acted in. This is specifically the best film or your favorite one. And you can, yeah, I mean, if Carmen is yours, go for it. No, ma'am. That's not (laughs) not a performance DVD or a performance special. So not Black is King? No. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. No. I, <laughs> hmm, interesting. Well, that changes my answer because that was going to be my answer. Black is king. Um, hmm. Um, okay, so let's let's um quickly go over those that she's been in. Carmen, because oh, I can't remember. Carmen Hip Hopra, not it. Uh, obsessed, not it for me. Um, Fighting Temptations. Fighting Temptations. You want me to run? Dream Girls. Dream Girls. Okay, okay Dream Girls. Cadillac. Oh, you know I never saw Cadillac Records. Austin oh, Powers, gold. Okay, no shame. Austin I'm Powers, sorry. gold member. Okay. I guess we can do the Lion King, but whatever the Lion King. Um. Okay. Out of the ones I have seen, I'm gonna actually go ahead and say the Fighting Temptations because that was gonna be the. Now that's I, your favorite or the best? You think is the best? Uh, I think that's gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say favorite and best. Okay. I mean, I don't. As far as like acting performances, this, like you said, Tiana, this felt something like kind of the most natural. Um, it didn't feel super forced. Now there were some parts in that dialogue where, you know, sis, Def, but a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it seemed like you know they maybe should have said you know let's do another take, but you know they didn't. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Fighting Temptations because. I, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Uh, Dana? So, favorite acting would be, and y'all don't laugh at me, would be Austin Powers' gold member. Because I didn't expect much from her. Um, however, best acting, in my opinion, was Dreamgirls. Wait, wait. Her. So, what are you you're saying? So, you're giving two. Okay. Yeah. So, I gave my favorite and... Her best acting. Okay. 
Um, Quinn? Um, I think my favorite will probably be Dream Girls. Okay. And I would agree. I think the best film that she's been a part of is Dream Girls. I'm not going to get into her best acting because I, I can't give you that. I, not that, that would just really take some um, that would take a deep analysis. I just don't have that in me tonight. So that is <laughs> I think the best film that she's been a part of is Dream Girls. Um, okay. That's fair. So let's move on to my final question. Um, growing up or I guess now maybe you know some of some uh, elders in your life that still do this but so when it storms outside you know like do any of your um relatives or people that you know who are older have like any superstitions that they um believe in or do during that time I'll start with myself so I grew up um when I was probably till like I was seven six or seven I stayed with my great grandma a lot and anytime it stormed we turned off all lights we unplugged televisions and we went into this quote unquote, which she called it the back room um, which was essentially a covered patio and we would sit there in silence not just sit there we would sit there in silence <laughs> and it would just pour <laughs> and that's what we did all like every time it rained or stormed um so that's mine uh Quinn do you have one um well we wouldn't go into a back room when it stormed but um we would turn off all the lights and my grandma was gonna say y'all sit down and be quiet let the lord do his work um, <laughs> <laughs> and before when we had a screened in porch sometimes like we would sit we would sit on the porch um and just sit there but but back then, we would definitely have to turn off everything because my grandma's house was so old; it had a fuse box. So um, she would like everything, like the light was gonna strike and it was gonna blow a fuse, which a lot of times it did happen. Like when it stormed, a fuse would blow. Um, so yeah, we were gonna have to sit down and be quiet and let the Lord do His work. Dana. So yes, I mean similar to y'all, my grandma would say, "Hey, turn off the TV, turn off all the lights, um, set up some candles." So go to the laundry room, go under the cupboard and get some candles and light some candles so that, you know, you're able to see throughout the house. Um, My favorite thing for my grandma to tell me to do, though, is go back there and lay down because, I mean, you might as well go take a nap while while you're doing it. And then the other part was um, when you turned off the TV, never turn it off by the TV, turn it off by the remote. Cause that's how you tear it up. That's how you tear your TV up. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's all I have for you. I really wonder, like, what would happen if we? Well, like, nothing has happened to me, and I don't do any of these things now. But let's see the there. Um, Maya, what about you? Um, yeah, so mine is just similar as, as you guys, except for, um, instead of candles, my mom would say, let's get flashlights. Um, and we would, while we didn't have like a, a back room or a, um, a basement or anything, we would just sit in the hallway. Um, and literally it would just be us sitting there, um, looking at each other in the dark and I was just like um, you know I feel comfortable going back to my room I don't know how you're feeling but um, essentially it would be us in the hallway and it, 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 like 
turning off all the lights, turning everything off, right? So it a lot of times though, sometimes the power would have already gone out and you know, we'd just be sitting there. So that wasn't that was not fun pre cell phone. Like oh my god. Okay, so we're done with questions. Let's move on to classic or nah. Was this movie is this movie a classic? Let's start with Tiana. Yes. Yes, it is. Soundtrack alone put it there. But um, the performance is Pauletta. Lena? Paulina, sorry. Shout out to her because she's also um, the great Samuel. That's Samuel Jackson's wife as well. I wish she would have been in more things. But she really, yeah, she really sold it. Yeah, they're married forever now. And she she sold me. So between her performance and her soundtrack, it's a classic for me. Quinn, right. see you love. Where'd she go? <laughs> she was a spell Okay, nice. All right, Dana. Um, so I'm definitely gonna say it's a classic. So I agree with okay. Dana. Um this one was a little bit of a challenge because of course I'm just thinking, you know, what about your black card and all that other good stuff? But this is one of those movies like it's just a fantastic movie. Like you have to see this movie and I will probably make my children watch this movie. It's covered. So, yes, I agree. Come on. Okay, Quinn. Yes. That's the tweet. That is all. (laughs) And I'm going to round it out by saying yes as well. It is a classic. So, go us. All all four of us putting it in the classic category. Um, I'm not sure how many other films we've agreed all for. I think it's one. One other one? Okay. And that, and that was School Days, if I can remember correctly. Okay, well, go us. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, so, with that being said, even though it's a classic, there still may be room for a Hall of Flame entry. Does anyone have any nominees for Hall of Flame this week? Um, Dana. I hate to say it, but Beyonce's acting could always go in the hall of flame. I could keep the gum scene. I could keep everything about this movie, but just more conviction with her acting would have taken this movie to the next level. It's the same with her obsessed. You want crazy? I'll show you crazy. <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> what about you um, I don't think I have anything okay Tiana um, uh, there's a few things that could be thrown in the Hall of Flame on this film and I think it's just like the idea of them you know like the Paul, who's that? Her name was Paulina, right? Yeah, her the Paulinas in the church. We can. Yeah, that that Paulina is kicking your ass. But I, I mean, <laughs> Paulina, great, girl. Yes, sorry, Paulina. I don't know why I want to call her Pauletta. I don't know. Anyway, it's <laughs> Paulina. Pauline. So anyways, the character can be thrown in the Hall of Flame for sure. Um, that's pretty much it for me. Fuck her ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, yeah. Like her, I, I, I do credit people like her to the reason why so many people do stray from from the church. So a special fuck you to people like her. Um, <laughs> for me, I'm going to throw in. Um, it's just something that really just it just rubbed me the wrong way, and I just don't know if because. Um, I've just been doing more cooking lately, but the collars with goat cheese, it really disturbed me. And I, it just really was like, that is some, like something you would see at one of those like Brooklyn, uh, gentrified shops, you know, you're walking down and you're expecting to see like a mom pop shop, but you come across like a. A delicatessen. What is it? A delicatessen. A del. I can't that say that. That kicked your ass. <laughs> 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 it did. <laughs> that Molly walked me. Not gonna lie. Um, but one of those, and you expect just a regular collard or something, and it's always that one ingredient that fucks it up. You think you' about to get in this? Just <laughs> go ahead, Tiana. Yeah, and I will say, um, having lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco does that so well. <laughs> They love giving you a something fair food or cuisine, cuisine. So like they're always throwing some shit into like a classic traditional food. It's just so the goat cheese really triggered me because I feel like I've probably seen it on a menu somewhere. I, I remember like a cornbread I had. It was it looked like a brownie. They were really trying. They were yeah. really going for it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm weak. Okay, so I think that's it for um, Hall of Flame. So last segment we're going to have is What'd You Watch? And I am so excited for this segment because of the conversations I've already had with my friends here about what we got to watch on this glorious end of July. Um, But before we get into that, um, uh, any I did watch three in a row episodes of P Valley. And I have to say, let me, I'm a fan. <laughs> I am a fan. It got me pretty quickly. Honestly, when Tiana was testing me, she was like, if you don't watch anything else, watch that intro That's credit. It. And let me tell you, that is a bop. Damn, if you throwing like bands, then you know she goes. I mean, that was that's what kept me coming back the first two times. I still not sold, so I was like, this fucking intro. I just gotta come back for that alone. I mean, it definitely has some questionable moments on the dialogue sometimes, but as a whole, I think. Honestly, the stripping scenes, they keep me coming back. I am a fan of Miss Mississippi. Um, her whole coming out, uh, her, her, what is it? Song? What was it called? The come out song? Child, I don't know. Whatever it is, the, when they get to, uh, M, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, and you know, the, um, uh, when they do the, ah, 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 at the end, <laughs> that really gets me hyped. And I really start cheering for, for her myself. Um, did anyone else watch it this week? I did. Um, well, I haven't watched it. We were recording um, on a Sunday this week. So oh, I yeah. haven't watched this week's episode. I'll probably watch that tonight. But um, yeah, so Maya, I'm where you are in the show. I'm sold um, now. The only thing I... 
the character that I'm just like, it's not even the idea of her. It's just, I'm not the acting to on this. The mother, uh, Mercedes' mom, I think it's just her in general. I'm just not a fan of her um, at all. You know, the church lady. Yeah. Again, <laughs> like how appropriate that we oh, were talking yeah. about. She's definitely got a Paulina vibe to her. Um, not a not feeling her at all. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I guess I'll just if anyone did anyone have anything else besides Black is King that they wanted <laughs> to, to I mean, say what they what would they watch? I mean, we all I think three. Well, three of us watched Moesha. Did. Um, Did. Shout out to Strong Black Lead and Jasmine. Uh, what's her name? Jasmine Lawson, LaShawn. I don't know, but she was definitely instrumental in getting that. Um, shout out to the Black people at Netflix making our dreams come true. Um, I also watched The Parkers, which I said before, but I watched that. And then I watched the movie on Amazon um, called The Weeknd with... Um, Elon Noel and Sasha Zamata and oh. Wise, Tom Bell and Kim Whitley. Um, yes. Those, I think, those were literally all the characters in the entire movie. Um, How was it? Um, I actually enjoyed it. Um, like I said, like parts I was confused a little, but I just think it was like one of those like dry comedy because you know, like, so, um, like. I don't know if I'm saying that. Is it Sashia and Sashia? Sashia Zamata. Like, she, like, you know, she's already, like, a dry-ass comedian um, anyway. So this movie was right on brand for her. Um, it was good to see Daniel and something else besides Insecure. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, hadn't seen him in a while. And, you know, just seeing DeWanda Wise, you know, she don't got sheep since, you know, her show's gone. But, um, and then Tom Bell. Oh, was it not renewed? No, 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 it wasn't. It was not. Um, and Tom Bell, um, he was in this show about weed, like a weed dispersary called Disjointed. Um, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched that and I, I haven't seen him since then. But you know, it's always a joy to see Kim Whitley on the screen because she is oh, one of the original queens. Okay. Well, not really. I, what's she, no, she wasn't the queen of comedy, but like she's one of the original queens. That lady will make you kiki and kaka. Okay. But, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> um, honestly, that's really been it because. My job has, has been slaving me. I have literally worked um, every day this week. So, mm-hmm. okay. Dana, did you have anything you watched? Not really. Um, I did rewatch the episode of Insecure. I think it's episode eight with um, Lawrence and Issa when they have that really good conversation. Is it the low key happy one? I think so. Mm, beautiful mm, that mm. beautiful episode and I actually watched that with my fiance so because he hadn't watched it yet so it was oh, a very it was a very good conversation piece too afterwards but yeah that's about it outside of what we're going to dabble in okay so let's get into it <laughs> I think we all watched Black is King and Gosh. just thoughts everyone get in Get in there. <laughs> you can go first, Maya. I see you're overflowing. <laughs> I just, I, it just brought me so much joy. I just, I, my mouth did not close. I don't think really like while watching it. It just, the visuals, the cinematography, everything was just on point. The wardrobes, the hair. 
I just, it was beautiful. Like I honestly, I mean, I was watching, you know, um, with the story, but I had to go back again because I found myself getting lost in just like the visuals um, itself. And I was like, okay, wait, now this is actually a story that she's telling us. So I had to go back and rewatch it. And even the story that was told, it I mean, everything just, I just don't know how she continues to top herself. It just, it just, every time I'm like, wow, whew, an experience. And I just, I don't know why, I don't doubt her ever, but it just, it just feels like sometimes I'm like, okay, this is like her career. This is what, this is the defining moment. And it's never the defining moment. She always goes above. And um, so that's, that, that, that was just my, I, I just, I mean, Mm-hmm. Everything you guys can, can well, I everything you said, you know, the visually, I was just blown away. Um, brown skin girl, that visual definitely had me weep a bit, and I had to run it back. Um, just beautiful. My power, I'm just a tear of wax stand. So, seeing her, I feel like she was in her element, like they really mm-hmm. catered that little part for her, it was just perfect. Um, for me. So I love the my power. I love the water looks. And that already is a banger. Okay. And so just the visual on that was great as well. Yeah, yeah I, I loved it. Um, I've watched it a few times now and I still go back and watch certain things like I'm trying to watch a music video. Um, so yeah, those are my takes. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and say mine. Um, just stunning. Beautiful. Like I mean, sis really did that. And I just love how she's at a point in her career career where she could care less about pleasing the masses. Like, I'm doing this for my people. I'm doing this because this is where I visually want to go as an artist. This is what, this is the next step. This is the next challenge. Um, and I'm glad she did. I'm glad she took that risk and, and gave us a beautiful, visually stunning work of art from her. Um, what I will say I am looking forward to one of these days is the Beyonce book, not a picture book though, just her, just her life. Like how, why did she decide to take this direction? You know, I mean, I just think back to Lemonade, like Lemonade was probably her, I think they said that was her lowest selling album and that's the album she's most proud of. Like why, why do you continue to take these creative risks knowing that it's not going to be popular all the time? So I that's what I look forward to from Beyonce. I know it's not coming next, but I do look forward to about or look forward to that. I agree, Dana. I'm honestly I'm ready for um just the behind the scenes footage that we'll get at some point. I can't remember who it was recently that we just got a good documentary on that had so much behind the scenes stuff. I was just like, I can't wait until we get that from her i know she's you know borderline reclusive but i feel as though you know at some point we will get it it might be when she's 80 you know or maybe a post Thomas. but i feel like we'll get it i I think we'll get it at some point i hope i'm still here same i think we'll get it before she's not here you know like 
I don't think Beyonce would say, hey, all of those who's going to honor me later on can see it versus the ones that have been riding with me since day one. Y'all going to miss out. Sorry. I don't think she's going to do that to us. I don't think she's she's mean. I think she's a very kind queen. That kind of reminds me of um, Sandy Newton's uh, interview she did when she was saying like, I have a lot of things in my black book that I'm going to share, but she was like, when she's on her deathbed, basically is when she, when she on her way out, that's when she's going to share them. <laughs> so and I wonder, yeah. And I wonder if B would do the same or if she's just like, I think she's more at a point where she's like, you know, but these folks and I'll, I'll, I'll do what I, but she's always been, you know, well, not always, but you know, after she talked to Oprah, she's been away from the 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 limelight. Yeah, I just remember what it was, the last dance. I'm like, I hope we get. She don't have to be in it that much or whatever. I just hope you know we get something like that from her at some point. Yeah. Okay, Quinn. What about you? What 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 were you feeling? I don't think I have much else to say that hasn't been said. That's fair. That's fair. You know, um, just loved it. If you guys haven't watched it, A, you know, what are you doing? But B, um, just kidding. You know, I know life happens. But B, please, please see it as soon as possible. It's just a love letter to Black people, I feel. And she always does that for us. But this just feels like so amazing. Okay, um, I think that's it for the show. Um, as far as next week goes, Quinn had our pick, so he's gonna announce for us, and then we'll wrap the show up. All right. Um, next week the preview or the review will be on a tried and true classic. Um, and I'm already calling it a classic before we can get there because that's what it is. Um, <laughs> waiting to excel. And um, as always, um, we ask you guys to send in your questions. Um, interact with us on our social medias. You can send your questions to question the number four, YSB at gmail.com. Again, that's question the number four, YSB at gmail.com. And um, get at us on Twitter at YSB and on Instagram at Young Skipper Black Pod. So it's been real. We love to connect you guys. See you guys next week. These thoughts are our own and do not reflect the thoughts of any organization we may be a part of.